Hello. Yes. Hello, hello and welcome to the big topic in Living Today, Frank Posner on the Tribune. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Uh, the videos for all the fights that we talk about uh, go up on my blog, usually the next morning. There's a problem with them, I'll put them up on Monday this week. Okay, so let's start talking. We've got two fights from last Saturday's show. First one, we had uh, J.J. Aldrich beat Jillian Robertson, a unanimous decision. Uh, and again, Jillian shows that she has no idea how to kind of strike it. And uh, she's a one trick pony. JJ's a one trick pony, but her one trick is better than It's as we discussed before, Robertson was actually someone the UFC believed in, and they gave her multiple opportunities. She has a great deal of talent, she's a very good wrestler, grappler, has physical athleticism, but she her development has stalled out. Like you said, she's a one-trick pony. J.J. Aldridge, for being limited, has gotten every bit of effectiveness and talent out of her style by both preparing as far as strategy, preparing and technique, and preparing herself physically. She's always in shape. She's always in point. She always has a solid game plan. And Jillian Robertson does not have the skills to force out of a game plan, even though she's facing a physically inferior fighter. Um, I don't know what they do with Robertson at this point. J.J. Aldridge is probably going to get a chance to fight a better-ranked fighter and, but even, she if she loses fight and she loses, even if she loses a good cut, I respect her for having no – go ahead. I don't see her beating better fighters. I just don't see it. She's lost to better fighters before. It's uh, you're right, because against Macy Barber, she had her, and then that athleticism and power turned the fight. But ultimately, I'm going to respect her because she has physical advantage. All her advantages are a result of preparation and hard work, and every win she's got has not been because of talent. It's because she went out and gave it everything she had. Pulled the win out of multiple fights. She should have lost. So she has my respect as a fighter because it's a hard uphill battle when you're fighting physically superior people at every turn. So Aldridge, Dylan Robertson needs to make some make some changes. I don't care who she, her coaches, who her friends are. She needs to make some changes because her coach is not getting the best out of her. I guess. I don't know. Very disappointing. Let's put it that way. Let's go on to the other fight. We had Miranda Maverick beat Sabina Mazo by uh, second-round Arbar. Uh, Miranda is now training at Elevation in uh, Denver, and that's with former UFC fighter Elliot Marshall. Uh, Sabina, after her last loss, she went from uh, King's MMA in Hunting Beach, California, all the way to Glover Texera's gym in Bethel, Connecticut. That's a long trip. For her to lose like that, she was awful. And um, it looks to me like Sean uh, uh, Miranda's been spending quite a bit of time in the uh, weight room because she looked really strong. And Sabina looked like maybe uh, she's underfed. So she didn't look yeah. good at all. With Miranda, Miranda had physical tools and athleticism, but she was like an instrument. She used volume and physicality, which is fine. Until you face people who can match your volume and physicality, then the holes in your game start to show you're less able to be dominant. You have to start figuring things out. So she went to a camp that's going to face her with better sparring. So she's going to have to learn how to work out of certain spots or work her way into certain spots. And she's going to have to develop layers to her game because she's just not going to be able to outpace and outvolume people. That is going to help her tremendously. And you should see the growth in far as where she attacks, how she attacks, and how she sets things up. Mazo, Mazo's reputation and her her 
style was built off her being able to physically bully and dominate girls at a regional level. She can't do that. She doesn't. She never developed defense. She didn't develop solid counters. It's all been physicality, punching power, and size. And now that she can't rely on it, she has no skills to fix it. Glover isn't going to fix that. Her new team isn't going to fix that in a fight or two. That's going to take time. It's going to take time, and she might not have enough time in the UFC to turn the corner. And honestly, I think she's kind of a lazy fighter, and I'm not sure that she ever turns the corner, good coaching or not. Well, we'll have to see about that. I mean, she, I, I, to me, like she should have had a size advantage because of her height, and she uh, didn't look good at all. She got taken down three times in the first round. Okay. Yeah, so, all signs of a lazy fighter. Yeah. Now, uh, on when, yesterday, Sabina was removed from the UFC roster, and today she was re-added. So I'm not exactly sure what happened. Uh, maybe uh, Glover uh, had a little chat with, uh, with Dana, and they got, he got her added back on. But the thing is, the way we know about that is I uh, follow a Twitter account called UFC Roster Watch, and anytime there's any kind of uh, movement in the UFC roster, um, you know, it's on Twitter. And anybody can follow that account. I followed another account at one point that did the same thing, but it, uh, it closed. And uh, uh, I found this one through uh, TSN's Aaron Bronstetter. So uh, it's a very useful account sometimes, depending on what it's going on. It doesn't make any editorial comment. It just tells you who's being removed and who's being added. Okay? Yeah, All right. it's good to know these yeah, let's move on to this Saturday's show. Now, this show is in London, England. First time uh, UFC is in uh, England in a couple of years, of course, since the pandemic. And so it's got an early start. Uh, as as of now, I mean, there may be changes after the weigh-ins and all that. But as of now, the uh, show will start uh, on uh, ESPN Plus at uh, 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Okay. I just got an email about that, actually. Now, I just want to mention something for Canada. In Canada, this show is not on TSN. The entire show will be on UFC Fight Pass. That is true of any foreign shows like that, just because they don't want they not in prime time. That sort of thing. Anyways, we've got two women's fights on the show. The first one, which is on the main card, is at Flyweight with a man, Meatball Molly, as they call her in England against Luana Carolina and, and, you know, with Molly, basically she's a puncher and not even that good a punch, okay? But the thing you gotta be, you gotta watch out for her is that when she fights at home, she kind of hyped up and it actually helps her. I'm not sure it'll help her too much with Luana Carolina. Luana is uh, from uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil. She was in the Brazilian Contender Series so far, I think she's three and one or something like that. So she's done pretty good so far, and I think she's a more skilled fighter than Molly. Um, I don't think Molly McCann's a bad puncher. She's just not a very hard one. She's a busy one. Um, she she's not a great boxer is where I find the flaw to find in her chink in her armor uh, against this girl, uh, Carolina Luana Carolina. Um, the things that usually Spells disaster for Molly is when somebody puts a grinding pace on her as far as tie-ups, takedowns, and uh, grappling heavy fights. That's not going to happen. This girl is going to stay at range and try to walk her down and back her up. And even though she's definitely with some decent grappling skills, 
she's more of a defensive grappler, even more so than a counter or an offensive grappler. So I would expect Molly to use to just get into range where she can attempt takedowns, uh, get into clinch attempts, get into tie-ups, and try to see if she could take the spring out of her step, get her down, or hold her up against the fence. And have to worry about being taken down herself. So even though she's probably the lesser striker, for this fight, she is probably the better all-round mixed martial artist. She's just the worst athlete. Yeah, I, 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 the only thing about her is the thing I was talking about, where she gets kind of hyped up when she's fighting at home, and she kind of overachieves a little bit, and that could happen here. Yeah, well, I mean, especially when you're facing a girl who, who has a clear only halfway of an MMA fighter, mostly striking, and has a clear hole in her game that you can exploit or attack. Um, overachieving and being in certain spots with opportunities. Um, and I have to say, I think Molly's actually gotten in better shape since she's been in the UFC. So she's made some adjustments to being better and being more effective and being able to fight at more of a pace and be more of a a grinding fighter without getting burnt out herself. Um, technically, she's still not great, but at least she's willing to engage in front every range. And that, that that's what I think is going to be the difference in this fight. All right. Uh, now, the second fight is going to be uh, Corey McKenna versus Elise Reed, and that is at Strawweight, I believe. Uh, I'm expecting Corey to win this. She's from Wales. She now trains at Team Alphadale in uh, Sacramento. Uh, Elisa Reed, uh, she's 0-1 in the UFC. She lost to <laughs> Sachari Eubanks. So uh, I'm expecting Corey to win pretty easily. Yeah, Corey should have a faster hand. She's probably a better all-round grappler. Um, the only issue is I, I know she was out for a while, and I think it was because of I, I think she was health issues. I'm not quite sure. But um, Reese, at least Reed will have, some issue, have something for her because she's not going to be as physically dominating as Sajar Eubanks. Uh, she's easy to hit. The only difference is once Reed hits her, can Reed hit her with enough shots to really put her out or put her on her heels? I doubt it. And McKenna, McKenna should be able to tie her up, drag her down, and, and submit her or just pound her out. It's just going to be how good are her entries. Um, Team Alpha Male is very good at general aspects of mixed martial arts, getting used to ath- athleticism, scrambling, certain submissions, a c- certain style of striking. They're not good at the minutia. They're not good at the nuance. Defense is not a strength of anybody in Alpha Males. Setups are not a strength on the feet are not a strength of anybody in Alpha Males. So there's spots you're going to be able to get in McKenna. And the, the question is, can you take advantage of them? And if what I heard was true about her health issues or maybe possible concussion issues, then she might still be on the brink where she could be finished. She grinds out Neil. I mean, Reed, excuse me. All right. Well, we'll see about it. We'll see about that. I just, uh, uh, you know, when they're doing a show like that in London, I think there's kind of a setup to a certain extent. Yeah, I have to agree. All right. A couple other things. Uh, first of all, the UFC has announced that uh, uh, Rose Namagunas will defend the strawweight title against um, – uh, Carla Sparza on May 7th. Yeah, I think it was USC 274 or something like that. Yeah. 275, I think. Anyways, it doesn't matter. And so that's going to be happening then. Uh, other things that are going on, uh, we, the Deep Jewels had their show 
their flyweight tournament last weekend. Uh, both Rin Nakai and Shizuka Sugiyama won their fights, and uh, they're going to have the uh, the semifinal, the final in May. And I expect Rin to win. I mean, I don't even understand why they're doing a flyweight title, but they don't have a lot of flyweight fights in the first place. But, um, you know, she won her fight fairly handily. Uh, she's just a better fighter than Shizuka Sugiyama. Sugiyama is a, is a hot girl, believe me, but she's not as good a fighter. Usually in big fights, she folds up. Okay. And one other thing I wanted to mention. Did you know? that Paige Van Zandt has signed with All Elite Wrestling, AEW. Are you aware of that? Uh, no, I was not. Okay, she signed with them last week. Now, so this is the story. The story was that ATT's Dan Lambert uh, was doing an angle where he's a loudmouth, and he has a lot of the uh, AT, some of the ATT fighters with him, you know, guys like uh, Del, Del Santos and guys like that. And Paige Van Zandt was there, along with her husband, of course, uh, to cover for them okay so they've signed her she hasn't trained to wrestle yet she said in an interview that she wants to jump off the ropes and stuff like that you know she wants to do high spots already but she hasn't even trained yet she's going to be uh, going down in florida she's going to be training with uh, a wrestler former wrestler by the name of david heath who was known in the wwf as gangrel Okay, so most fans know who he is. So you, now you're going to ask me the question, well, what's up with her and bare knuckle fighting championships? Well, the answer to that is she's going to do both. So you get stupid money from bare knuckle fighting championships, and now she gets more stupid money from Tony Khan and AEW. What do you think, Schwan? I think she's a genius because she's found a way to, to max. This is what you should do in, in any sport. Any sport and music that's not your main way of making money it get, establishes a brand it opens other doors and it's your job to walk through the doors she used mma there's girls who are much more successful better careers who came at the same time there are girls who are better looking than her and none of them have managed to brand themselves in a way to make money outside of fighting and she's she set herself up to make money outside of fighting she's dancing with the stars increase her q rating did bare knuckle boxing. She's not even very good at it, but she's getting paid very well for it. She'll go into wrestling and whether she succeeds or fails, she will get paid a certain amount of money for even attempting it. She has found ways to make money and to keep her name in the news and to create avenues of revenue for herself. I can't hate her for it. Now, I don't know why these people are paying. I don't know why they're paying her. I don't know why they're paying her. She has that kind of value. Why do you think I call it stupid money? Like I said, I respect her for it. I don't necessarily respect people investing in her because it seems like a bad investment. Yeah, no kidding. You know, what can I say? Anyway, anything you want to talk about, Sean? Say this. I was surprised they made the Esparza fight, but it is going to be a very tough one for Miss Rose Namajunas. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I, I think, you know, people have convenient amnesia, Schwan. I mean, Rose did not look good. In her last fight, for me, she lost that fight. Okay, and and she just didn't look good, Sean. So if she fights like that against Carla, she's going to get beat. She got beat against Zhang, and the judges screwed it up. They messed up, right? So enough. Uh, she's depending on that again. But anyway, I, I 
don't know. She has to look a lot better than she looked in the last fight. That's all I got to say. Well, she'll have her chance. If she, if she performs well in this fight, everything forgiven. All right. Anyways, that's about it. Again, don't forget to check my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Uh, the fights from last weekend are up on my blog. If you have any questions or comments for my blog or my podcast, you can leave them on Anchor's voicemail. And if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you later. Thank <laughs> you.